Welcome to Political Beatdown. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by the one and only Michael Cohen. We've got a lot to discuss. Just total chaos amongst MAGA Republicans. Right now, you've got Matt Gates, MAGA Republican, mocking Kevin McCarthy, calling him low testosterone, low T. Kevin McCarthy calling him an idiot. You've got Steve Bannon calling out these uh, MAGA Republicans, saying they're all beta males. Like they're all jumping all over each other. It's certainly a sight to behold. But look, there's a serious thing. We need our government to be funded while this fascist traveling circus has returned to Washington, D.C. I want to get Michael Cohen's thoughts about that. Also, just before we went live, we're getting more clips from this Megyn Kelly interview Oof. with Donald Trump, where it is, I, I, I feel like I say this over and over again, this is the most deranged yet, but the reality is each day he gets more and more deranged. And the reality is, is this one literally is like watching somebody who, uh, you know, Need serious help. We'll just put it at that and should be nowhere near proximity to power. Also want to catch up with Michael Cohen on updates, developments in the various cases where he's a witness and the one where Donald Trump sued him for $500 million. Michael Cohen, how are you doing today, sir? All righty there, Ben. Hello, Brigaders. Uh, every day in my life becomes more and more uh, troubling and there's just this never ending. I almost feel like a Michael Corleone when you're just trying to step back, right? They pull you back in. This morning, uh, somewhat after midnight, I received an email from uh, the attorney general's office, one of the prosecutors stating, hey, I, I don't even want to misquote this because it's that, it's, 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 it's unbelievable. So I get this email and the email turns around and it says that uh, to, one, let me know that tonight defendants, that's Donald Trump, filed a mandamus motion to the first department seeking to appeal Justice and Goron's denial of their earlier motion to delay the trial. All right. And as part of that filing, they included, and this is the reason why they sent it to me. And I really, truly appreciate, I really do. I appreciate them letting me know this, but when Trump's Council filed this mandamus. Uh, it included uh, OAG's preliminary witness list. Uh, that's the Office of the Attorney General's witness list uh, as an exhibit. And not surprising, um, the list was not supposed to be made available to the public until after the final pretrial conference that was due to take place in like another two weeks. But for whatever the reason might be, it was. And just to give you a quick idea, my name, of course, is listed uh, in that. But here's the part that I thought was absolutely fascinating. This mandamus was 1,300 pages. I, mean, I, can't, I can't even imagine. You're talking about two, maybe two and a half War and Peace. I mean, this is the crazy 1,300-page filing, and the list of the witnesses is 57. That it looks, They're talking about potentially having 57 witnesses in this case. Now, what does that tell me? Only good things 
for the office of the attorney general and only bad things for the defendant, for the former, you know, for the former president. It's really bad. When you have 57 witnesses that you can call, what does that mean? Right, Ben? It means that they have a shit ton of information that needs to either be corroborated or corroborate somebody else's testimony. It just means that there's a lot of information that they intend on going through. And I want to just rehash something that Ben and I discussed with you uh, last a uh, couple of days ago on Tuesday, which is that Alina Haba and Salty, if you still have this, I'd love for you to put it up, that Alina Haba made a terrible error in the representation of dear old Diaper Donald. What was that mistake? Well, she failed to file certain documents. I think it's a two-page document at best, maybe even one, that did not demand a jury trial. But rather, the case now is going to be treated as a bench trial, which means that the judge handles the case by himself. There is no jury. The decision is made by the judge, Judge Ngoron, who is incredibly, incredibly strict in this courtroom. And I don't want anybody to think because there's some issues right now going on uh, where Donald doesn't shut his mouth and he says terrible things and he says things that are even detrimental to the judge and to prosecutors and so on, that Ngoron is going to you know, be worse to Donald. He is going to go by the facts. And again, that's why I told you about the 57 potential witnesses, whereby the attorney, the office of the attorney general has so much information that they intend to put into this trial. Another reason why this is really significant is because Trump's counsel is clearly unprepared. They believe that they would be able to have extra time to prepare for this case. Um, thinking that they would spend six to eight weeks. Could you imagine the six to eight weeks voidering a jury, ensuring and picking the jury that would you know sit for this, what is expected to be like a four-month trial, five-month trial. But now, as a result of the mistake, the fact that it is a bench trial, on day number one, after the judge lays out the rules uh, on how the court is going to handle and treat this case, it's very plausible that he turns around and he tells the, uh, you know, the, the office of the attorney general, why don't you provide your opening statement? And case goes on, trial goes on. It's a big problem, again, for the defendant. Now, that handles, of course, the office of the attorney general. Let's get right back to you know, this $500 million, uh, you know, frivolous lawsuit in Southern District of Florida. Right now, uh, they are still, could you imagine this, since we spoke last Thursday, since we spoke on Tuesday, and now here we are again one week later, they still have not been able to get counsel for Donald to acknowledge and agree as to where and when this October 3rd deposition is to take place. It's extremely important, and if not, 
then of course my counsels will then uh, make a request in order to meet and confer with the judge so that we can get uh, a place and a time that uh, Donald will have to appear. So that's really where we are uh, for that. They still, of course, are continuing with their additional motions to ensure that there's a protective order on every single thing, on all the documents that they want to turn over uh, or that they have turned over. Again, they turned over 200 documents after a lengthy search of terms. Uh, unfortunately for, I guess, this case for him, uh, more than half of the documents were duplicative. So how do you use how do you expect that there's going to be a hundred documents in a five hundred million dollar case whereby he's making claims of damages to reputation and uh, and so on? Again, the whole thing is absolutely batshit crazy. And the more they do things like this, the more likely that both Trump and Alejandro Brito get sanctioned by the court no different than they were uh than Haba and Trump were by the supreme uh by the uh by the court in uh Palm Beach Florida by the southern district of Palm Beach where they were fined a million dollars uh, in sanctions uh short of that uh there's also of course the March case with the uh district attorney so we have right now going into a civil matter that could potentially destroy the Trump Corporation. And it's expected that that's exactly what's going to happen. It's a base of $250 million. It can go up as high as to whatever the judge ultimately determines based upon the facts presented by the Attorney General's um, office. So we'll see with that. And it goes immediately, of course, into the criminal case from DC, the Jack Smith case. And before that's even finished, it goes directly into the criminal uh, state case by the Manhattan District Attorney. So there's so much on this guy's, you know, legal calendar. I mean, I, it's hard to imagine that the guy just doesn't turn around, throw his hands up and call up Vladimir Putin and say, holy shit, you got a nice room for me somewhere in Moscow? because. I can't stay here. I mean, that's that to me, it's so much that's going on. And when he sits there and he starts talking to folks like Megan Kelly or he starts talking to fucker Carlson or to, you know, any of these other, you know, maggot morons, it's he can never give an answer because it's for the same reason why he's so fearful of the case that he brought against me. Any answer that he gives. All right, unless it's scripted and on a teleprompter, it's going to be fraught with lies, uh, misinformation, disinformation. And unlike a news outlet, my lawyers are not just going to say, oh, okay, Donald, sure. You know, let me let you off the hook. I threw you this fucking softball, but yeah, I get it. You know, uh, it's not the answer that we want. It's certainly not even a truthful answer. My lawyer's going to hammer him. They're going to pound on him like, you know, like he's never been pounded before. I mean, between Danya Perry and Ben Brodsky, he's going to get pounded like an MMA fight. So 
you know, I'm looking forward to all of this. It's hot. It's about, it's about time. Only problem is that Donald is still leading as the Republican nominee, twice impeached, four-time indicted, accused of sexual assault, had his company, you know, fined, had his charity closed down, blah, blah, blah. Can go on and on and on. So, yeah, I too wish that he would just go away. America deserves better than Donald Trump. All right, whether you like Joe Biden or you don't, all right, I happen to think he's doing a very good job, uh, Joe Biden. All Donald is doing is creating a distraction, and he is legitimately trying to hijack the entire GOP for the sole purpose of obfuscating his responsibility and accountability. And for that, you know, it's just not going to happen. We're not going to let it happen, Ben. Not you, not me, not our brigaders, not the folks on your Midas Touch Network, not my mea culpa fans. Nobody, nobody on our side is going to let this shit stand. You mentioned, is Donald Trump just going to run to Vladimir Putin? Uh He basically is doing that. We're going to show in a little bit a clip from this Megyn Kelly interview where Donald Trump basically cites Vladimir Putin and says, look, even Putin says that the prosecution of Donald Trump is making the United States look like a banana republic. Excuse me, you're literally that gullible. I could go back to what uh, Hillary Clinton said is that this is someone who can be baited with a tweet. Imagine what Vladimir Putin is doing with him. And she was right about that. Let's face it. She was right about everything. I want to go and compare, though, for a moment, Cohen, before going to the Megyn Kelly interview, the difference between how the New York Attorney General Letitia James is prosecuting her case against Donald Trump, where she's seeking at least $250 million in damages against Trump and the Trump org and others, and how Donald Trump is prosecuting the action against you, where on paper, Donald Trump is suing you for $500 million because the contrast demonstrates what a serious prosecution looks like and what a frivolous prosecution looks like. And you mentioned in the New York Attorney General case, there are dozens of witnesses on the witness list. There are terabytes of documents produced. There are tons of experts that have been designated. There is deep, detailed analysis. And the New York Attorney General and her team is taking it very, very seriously for the fraud committed against the people of the state of New York. Compare that to the Donald Trump $500 million lawsuit against you, Michael Cohen, the witness list that was just produced by Donald Trump, which you talked about on the last episode, had two witnesses on it, Donald Trump and you, not a single (laughs) other witness. And then in terms of the documents produced, 100 unique documents, which Donald Trump wants to claim all of those are subject to a protective order. As well as the the deposition. He wants that protected as well. Yeah, And then you have Donald Trump trying to run away from a deposition in a case that he filed. And when you're bringing an action, you should want to move forward all of the proceedings. You think about it, compare that even to Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis, where one of the co-defendants, Ken Chesborough, requested a speedy trial date of October 23rd. Did Fawny Willis say... 
I'm not returning your emails. I'm not going to respond. I'm going to not have my lawyer show up. I'm, I'm going to say that I'm super busy. No. She said, you know what? I want every trial mm -hmm. to be on October 23rd because when you're a prosecutor, you're supposed to have a, quote, always ready approach. And that was a quote directly from Judge Scott McAfee, the presiding judge in Fulton County's order uh, this morning where he said, look, I appreciate that Fulton County District Attorney Phony Willis has an always on mm -hmm. approach and she was ready to go against all of those defendants. He said, it's not practical. We're going to sever the case so that the first batch will go October. Ken Chesborough, Sidney Powell, and anybody who wants to join them. And then we'll deal with the second batch at a slightly later time. But that's the difference, though, between being serious and unserious. And that's not the difference, Michael Cohen and Brigaders. Yep between being a Democrat and a Republican or an independent, that should not be a political thing. And that's something we always emphasize here on the show. We need people who are qualified, who are competent, who are serious, who act like adults, who care about our democracy, who are compassionate. That is a threshold. That is the floor. And if you don't meet the floor, Donald Trump, go to Russia. Go, you know, MAGA Republicans, enjoy Vladimir Putin. Enjoy your Kim Jong Un. Do, yeah, do it let over him go there. To Saudi Arabia. Let him go live with Mohammed bin Salman in that hundred and fifty thousand square foot Riyadh palace. Go. We Knock need to agree out. with. As I'll brigaders. tell you what. I don't. I don't even have the money. I would pay for the ticket. First class too. I wouldn't even put him in economy. I'd put him in first class, and I would send his ass right off to Saudi as long as there's no only a one-way ticket. I'll do that. Me too, and I think all of the brigaders as well. Um, <laughs> but 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 the the threshold thing is, you know, and and then large media networks will be like, oh, uh, Ben and Cohen, these lefties, these lefty uh, left. All I'm saying is, can we please have evidence? Can we please support yeah. democracy? Can we not try to destroy NATO? That should be a value that all Americans have. I don't know if you saw this, Cohen, too. Like Time magazine named Anna Paulina Luna, who's got like that George Santos type background, MAGA Republican election denier. She's one of the MAGA Republicans who mocks the victims of school shootings with those yep. AR-15. And so they honored her as one of the Time top 100 leaders and they use words like Anna Paulina Luna the firebrand her unconventional style the unconventional meaning the traitor the treason is that yeah. what you're talking about yeah lunatic is more like it but you know something Ben you're you're right about that the only thing that they can end up doing and all of a sudden it's uh, like I'm I get attacked on uh Twitter or X right whatever it's called now uh you know you're a uh, liberal, you know, uh, Soros backed. Uh, first of all, I've never met George Soros, nor have I ever in my entire life taken a single penny from George Soros or any affiliation of anyone that's connected to George Soros. I, I mean, it's just not true. The only money I've ever taken from anybody happens to be part of this uh, GoFundMe for the lawsuit that goes straight into the lawyers. I've never met George Soros, nor have I ever taken any money from him. But all of a sudden, I'm a Soros-backed liberal, uh, you know, by this far-right extremists. 
And then, of course, you have all of the bots that start jumping on you and they start attacking because that's just what these bot farms are paid to do. And they try to change the conversation. Let me be very clear about my stance on America. My stance on America is that this is the greatest country in the world. I was always reminded that by my father, all right, who, you know, continues to this day to say, America, regardless of what we're going through, and we are going through a lot, is the greatest country in the world. And he knows it as, you know, one of the remaining few Holocaust survivors from Poland, from Auschwitz. And, you know, the fact that he was able to ultimately come to America to get his citizenship and, you know, to raise, you know, to marry, to um, raise four children, to have 10 grand. I mean, what he'll, what he'll turn around and he'll say is, you know, this is the greatest country in the world. He is saddened. He's saddened by what's happening between the parties, the divisiveness, the hatred, the anti-Semitism, the racism, the sexism. You know, my it, it's driving my father, you know, batty. It's like, I calls me every, you know, I speak to him and my mom every morning, a couple of times during the afternoon, then at nighttime. And there's always something in the news that really gets him, you know, going and it gets him upset because, you know, we all think, that we should be better than this. But my biggest concern, and it's, some, it's the reason why I fight as hard as I do, and it's why I'm you know, forever reading and preparing so that when, for example, this $500 million lawsuit comes, we smash this to smithereens and that when I you know, go on television or when I appear here with you, Ben, on our political beatdown show of Mea Culpa, uh, or as I'm trying to contemplate on maybe a third book, I want to be properly prepared. I want everything that I say to be accurate. No more innuendo. And my hope is that by us providing facts and not innuendo, we will be able to ensure that our children have greater rights right, than we had. But that's not what we're seeing now. In fact, my daughter has less rights than my mother. She has less rights than her own than her grandmother. This is insane. What are we doing here? And people don't even realize that the Dobbs decision, which is the decision that overturned Roe versus Wade, it has effects on other cases as well, including um, a lawsuit that I have against the United States government, Donald Trump, Bill Barr, for the unconstitutional remand of me back to prison. The Bivens case is affected by Dobbs. And that's what Judge Lyman wrote, and he's correct in it. And right now it's on appeal. And let me just throw this in as well, that the week of December 11th, uh, we have oral argument on that case, uh, which my hope is, of course, that we win uh, you know, the oral argument and that the appeal is, um, you know, is granted. But even if this appeal is granted, I want to just get into this for a second because it's so important. Even if the appeal is granted, there's no way in the world that government is not going to appeal it themselves. No matter what happens, my belief is that this case ends up in the Supreme Court of the United States of America. And I believe that this case, Cohen versus United States, Donald Trump, Bill Barr et al., I believe that this case is a case that's going to be taught in every single law school 
for the next hundred years, the same way that like Brown versus Board of Education is taught regularly in every single law school when you're talking about constitutional law. And the reason is, and I want to just explain it. If, as I read to you last uh, last time, Alvin K. Hellerstein's decision, the remand of me to Otisville was orchestrated by the president via the attorney general, via the department, the, the Bureau of Prisons, Department of Corrections, Department of Justice, where they unconstitutional, they sent me to 500 Pearl Street, gave me a Fakakta document that doesn't exist, that was drafted for me, which of course is improper, right? Everybody's supposed to sign the same document. It had a violation of my First Amendment right. I could not publish a book. I could not speak to the media. My family, friends couldn't speak to the media. Otherwise, I would be um, automatically remanded back to prison. I said, you know, we need to talk about it. They had marshals waiting for me, and they handcuffed, shackled me, threw me into a freezer for a few hours in order just to chill out, and I'm not bullshitting you. Then they ended up putting me into a car and sending me back up to Otisville, right, two hours away. I became, as a result of this, the first political prisoner held by my own country, held by the United States of America, because I failed and refused to waive my First Amendment constitutional right. The reason that this is so important, and it's a reason why everybody has to take note, if they can do this to me, they can do it to you. They can do it to anyone, including the Supreme Court members, including members of Congress. If Donald Trump is successful and becomes president of the United States, the first thing that he said that he wanted to do, and do you remember what he said? He wants to rewrite the Constitution. And by rewriting the Constitution, what he's talking about is he wants to get rid of the legislative and the judiciary, thereby placing all power into the hands of the executive branch. Well, the problem with that for the rest of us in this country and the world is that by putting all the power in the hands of the executive branch, basically what you're doing is you are giving Donald Trump the same power as if he was king, as if he was the monarch, like a Kim Jong-un, a Mohammed bin Salman, or a Vladimir Putin. So he will turn around and say to somebody like Jamie Raskin, he will say something to somebody, you know, um, who is uh, against him. You know, this um, Congressman Moskowitz. He'll say it to anyone that is against him. Um, throw him in jail. Why? Because I say so. And I know it sounds crazy. And I know it sounds hyperbolic. But it's not. This is not a House of Cards type of a show. This is the United States of America. And together, I'm telling you, that's why I say on every... I, I don't sleep at night because I'm concerned that we don't have the blue wave. What happens if we don't create the blue wave? What's going to happen is the GOP, the maniac Republicans, like a Jim Jordan, what are they going to do? Oh, fuck it. Let's impeach Joe Biden. Why? Because they have the power. What I'm trying to what, to create is a, a nexus between like the way Jim Jordan is acting and what Donald Trump will act like if, in fact, that he becomes president again. If the power rests in their hands, rest assured, we are all in serious trouble. Anyone who provokes Donald Trump, anyone who uh, 
you know, acknowledge it gets uh, his ire. We are all doomed. And I know it sometimes sounds hyperbolic and it sounds like crazy rhetoric. It is not. He wants to be the dictator over the United States of America. And that's why together we are going to fight like hell. We are going to do what we need to do. We are going to, you know, smash them at the polls and ensure that we have a blue victory that is so significant. We take the House back. We continue to control the Senate and we continue to control the White House because the only way that we could destroy Trumpism. And it's not just only about Donald Trump. It's about the Matt Gateses of the world. It's about the Jim Jordans, the Lauren Boberts, the Marjorie Toilet Greens, the Ted Cruz. It's about all of them. They have started to piggyback his rhetoric, and it is dangerous beyond what anybody can imagine. And I don't want to be right about this, but unfortunately, I know for a fact that I am. The same way when I said before the House Oversight Committee, if Donald Trump loses the election, my biggest fear is that he will never uh, vacate, that there will never be a peaceful transfer of power. My prediction is if, God forbid, a million times this guy wins, we will not see democracy in this country ever again. You know, one of the things I feel confident, though, about is with the Midas Mighty, with the beatdown brigaders, I'm okay that large legacy media underestimates the power and size of this of this community. Let them underestimate us. But it is so vital that everybody watching this, everybody listening to this, all you have to do is let one person, two people, neighbors, friends, coworkers, family members, colleagues, anybody you know, make sure they're registered to vote. Make sure they understand the issues. And make sure you talk to them about issues that really matter to them. I mean, we're talking about working conditions and jobs. We're talking about their real freedoms, freedom over their body, freedom to marry who they love. We're talking about things like protecting and preserving you and their social security, protecting, making sure prescription drug prices um, are affordable, access to health care access to education, protecting our veterans, protecting seniors. These are things that we talk about all the time on the Midas Touch Network. And what are MAGA Republicans talking about? Mr. Potato Head, the bathrooms, the Hunter Biden's dick. It's like, okay, you have to adjust people to what the real issues are. And I'm confident that this beatdown brigade is very informed and knows how to do that. But it's this community that's going to be the difference maker, as it has been before in the 2024 election. One real cool feature that we have as well that's growing this community, and I think it's important we mention it now before showing these Trump clips, this Patreon is taken off. We're getting so many members joining this. And Cohen, you're sharing childhood photos. The last (laughs) one we did, the last after show we did, you talked about why you went to law school. On this after show, you're going to talk about your early career as a lawyer. I really appreciate you opening up and sharing because even in your books, We know about the Michael Cohen with Trump. We know about the Michael Cohen revenge. We know about that Michael Cohen. People want to know. I want to know about your biography. So it's really cool. What about the photo, Ben, of uh, me at Buckingham Palace having high tea with the queen as a that. We have that that one posted as well. How can we not show that? Well, we'll show that. We'll show that after the break. (laughs) One one of the key uh, features, too, though, 
you're going to be way, joining I'm next. I just want week. people to know that I'm kidding. All right. You're I don't mean to interrupt you, but people are like, the fuck? The guy was at Buckingham Palace with the Queen. No, I was at a party as a kid with gigantic uh, lapels. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's a really it's a really great photo though, and your stories are incredible. Um, you're doing a live chat next Wednesday, September twentieth, yep. at noon Eastern, nine a.m. Pacific. We're trying to do it during uh, East Coast lunchtime. Hopefully, breakfast West Coast. We're, we'll, we'll do a lot of these with Cohen, uh, where you can meet Cohen. But a lot of people I saw in the chat below and in the comments, they want to meet Michael Cohen. So on the Zoom. Show up, ask Michael Cohen questions directly. You get to meet Michael Cohen. Go to patreon.com slash political beatdown, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash political beatdown. Become a member, and when you become a member, you'll be able to join that Zoom chat. Meet Michael Cohen next Wednesday, and then you'll get to hear all of the after show content that we do as we're going through Michael Cohen's biography, and we first talked about why he went to law school. We'll talk about the early years, Michael Cohen as a lawyer. When we return, Donald Trump gave this Really, 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 again, deranged interview with Megyn Kelly. Uh, seems like he's confessing in it, praising Vladimir Putin and more. I want to show you that. I also want to show you that there's more clips coming out even as we're live with Matt Gates basically saying that uh, Kevin McCarthy, you know, doesn't have the temperament that Kevin McCarthy can't control himself right now, like really going after McCarthy. And, he, and he's in McCarthy's head. It's very clear. Let's talk about all of that when we come back from this quick break. Ben Mycel is here. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics and makes temperature regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Using silver infused fabrics originally inspired by NASA, Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long so you get better sleep every night. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. And get this, Miracle Sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than bed sheets used by some five-star hotels. Stop sleeping on bacteria. Bacteria can clog your pores, causing breakouts and acne. Sleep clean with Miracle. Go to trymiracle.com slash beat to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo, BEAT, at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash beat and use the code BEAT to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40%. 
Again, that's trymiracle.com slash beat to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Welcome back to Political Beatdown. Hey, Cohen, you're not kidding. Donald Trump is really nervous about this New York AG case. He just continues to fight. He's trying to get Judge Arthur and Goron removed. Um, yeah, 1,300 not- page mandamus in order to you know, delay that and so on. It's look, yeah, he's showing he's showing it right, uh, right on his sleeve. He's absolutely talking about showing it right on his sleeve. Let me show you some of these clips from this Megan Kelly interview. The clips are just coming out right now. Here in this interview with Megan Kelly, Trump is talking about the Republicans' impeachment inquiry against Biden and suggesting that it's all about retribution for the fact that he was impeached. Here, play this clip. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi, crazy Nancy, said, we're going to impeach him. They didn't do inquiries. They went out and they voted because they had the votes. And as usual, everybody votes You know, for the Democrats. It's a little bit easier. They didn't have Mitt Romney's of the world. And that's really nice because now he's not running today, as you know, he just announced. I think that's great for the Republican Party, for the country and for Utah. But uh, that's going to be up to them whether or not they want to do it. I have no idea whether they will or not. Uh, We do have a lot of other things, but it's quite important. And they did it to me. And had they not done it to me, I think, and nobody officially said this, but I think had they not done it to me, and I'm very popular in the region. They like me and I like them, the Republican Party. Uh, perhaps you wouldn't have it being done to them. And this is going to happen with indictments, too. They have fake indictments. And I think you're going to see that uh, as time goes by. You're going to see uh, Republicans, when they're in power, doing it. And it's a shame when that happens. I'm not in favor of that, but that's what's going to happen because that's human nature. And Cohen, I'll show you this one other clip now as well. This is Donald Trump citing Vladimir Putin as his main defense against the indictments against him. Play this clip. Yesterday, President Putin of Russia used this as an example of what a rotten country we are, that they go after their political opponent. And other countries are doing that, too. Other countries that don't like us are doing that. They're saying it's the biggest story. They love it because it makes us look very bad. It makes us look very bad. And they're fake indictments. There's Fannie Willis and all of these people. These are all fake indictments. And Colin, what do you think? Yeah, that? fake. You, you know how you know that it's not fake? You know how you know that it's not fake? He got served with it, and he's going to end up going to prison for it, or at least a significant home confinement. He will be ultimately. I want to say this is another prediction to the brigaders. I do predict that he is going to be held accountable for all 91 counts that are currently charged against him. These aren't fake indictments. The only thing that's fake is his belief that he is innocent and not accountable as everybody else is. That's the only thing that's fake. It's it's nonsense. What if you listen if we stopped the recording of you know of that interview and you actually read it instead of listening to it. It is circular, nonsensical. The it's it's the as they said in the movie Young Frankenstein, the old one with Gene Wilder. It is the nonsensical rantings of a lunatic mind. That's just what it is because he has an abnormal brain. 
inside of that head of his. So the whole thing is so stupid that he, yes, thanks to Vladimir Putin, we should all turn around and say that our country is terrible, that, you know, we're, we're all going to hell as he's meeting with Kim Jong-un and he's meeting with uh, President Xi of China. They're creating that little tripartite over there to get food, weapons, and whatever else, right, and oil. <laughs> I mean, you're right. You're right, Donald. Whatever you say makes perfect sense because Putin said it. Why don't we ask the people of Ukraine what they think about Vladimir Putin's comments about America? Hey, idiot. You know, there was once a time, I say this a lot, but it always bears repeating, where if a politician spelled potato wrong or went woo and it was yeah, viewed as well. weird, you know, you had minimal stand, you had threshold standards. You'd be like, yeah, you know what? Maybe that person isn't qualified to have the nuclear weapons. Throw away the standards and literally just impose Vladimir Putin stooge. That's where the Republican Party is taking us. I want to show you, speaking of where they're taking us, Megyn Kelly's asking Donald Trump here. So at that meeting in July of 2021 at Bedminster, when you were holding what's alleged to be the classified documents, um, what, what was it that you were actually waving around? Then? Watch this interaction between Megyn Kelly and Trump. Play this clip. Why would you be holding up a newspaper saying this is still secret? I'd have to I look at it. I could declassify it if I were look, president. I would have not. to look at it. But that's what well, you told I could Brett have Baer. You told Brett Baer that that was a newspaper I could have declassified. No, I also told Brett Baer, as I remember, I don't know, it was a long time interview. Will you tell uh, me what were I you told, waving around I also that told Brett Baer that it wasn't a classified document. What were you waving around in that meeting? Because it certainly sounds like I'm not like going to talk to you about that because uh, that's already been, I think, very substantiated and there's no problem with it. It hasn't been substantiated. Jack Smith says Megan, it was let the me just tell you. Let me and just you told Brett Barrett Let me paper. tell you. Here we go again. I'm covered by the Presidential Records Act. I'm allowed to do what I want to do. I'm allowed to have documents. And when you watch that, Wrong. It, 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 but it, it is also, I mean, he's, he's a liar, you know, and the whole thing, it, it, it is people who have been around abusive people, people who have gaslit you or gaslighted you, his whole thing is he's just this lying, abusing piece of crap. Like you just watch it. You're like, what? As you watch him up there, the way he even treats her, and by the way, she'll finish that interview, and then she'll do twenty puff pieces on the guy. Yeah, because yeah. It, you it's, know that relationship is so strange. You know, many years ago, um, she and Donald ended up in a terrible argument, uh, whereby Donald went ahead and he went after her, and he went after her hard. And all of a sudden, some of his crazy supporters started showing up around her apartment. And then the kids were all nervous. And, you know, they, she got young kids and, you know, they couldn't get them to school. And then they were petrified. So she went into hiding. This is a true story. She went into hiding. And I was it was during the summer. I was out uh, at a friend's house in the Hamptons. And I get a phone call. And it's Roger Ailes. And he's pissed uh, because Megan is out in New Jersey and he wanted her, of course, on set, but she needed to calm down. She needed to be able to ensure her safety. And I don't blame her or the kid's safety, even more important than hers uh, and her husband and so on. Well, 
I can only tell you that I ended up with Roger on the phone, with Sean Hannity was on the phone, and Donald was on the phone, and we went back and forth until ultimately they made peace. They, all right, they made peace. She, of course, in her book, blamed it on me. I said, oh, I don't care about children. Anyone that knows me turned around and said, you know, Megan is full of shit. You got one lying sack of shit on the left of that interview with another lying sack of shit on the right asking the other sack of shit questions. They're two sacks of shit spewing shit about bullshit, all right? He's not covered under the Presidential Records Act. The idiot should go ahead and actually read what it is, or if he doesn't want to read, let one of his, you know, acolytes in crayon write it out for him or spell it out or draw it out in stick figures because he has no idea what he's talking about. You know, yeah, he has the right to those documents while you're the president, you fucking dope. Has nothing to do with when you leave. You can't take it no more than you can take the, you know, the Lincoln desk. It's not yours. You don't own it. You understand that the fact that he could even believe this is all it does is corroborate what I had said previously, which is yep. he wants to be the autocrat. He wants to be the king. He wants to be the monarch. I could take whatever I want. Like, you don't understand. I don't have to explain it. I could take whatever I want. Whatever I want. It's, I'm allowed. I'm covered. You're not covered for shit. And he doesn't understand it. And why somebody's not telling him, shut up. Stop talking about it. The more you speak, the more you hurt yourself. Every time this fucking fool opens up his mouth, what he does is he gives, he gives, you know, credence to the to the allegations that are brought against him. He it's like he is the one true defendant that should never ever speak because he doesn't know the difference between truth and a lie. He wouldn't know truth if it bit him in his ass. This is what the Republican Party has become, though, you know, with Mitt Romney announcing his resignation. You know, look, with Mitt Romney, I probably disagree with Mitt Romney on a massive amount of issues. Ultimately, though, Mitt Romney is a Republican who I think has a lot of integrity. I think Mitt Romney did a I lot agree. of things that I disagree with. I think that he also early on kind of uplifted Trump a little bit, but he's since addressed that. And he's someone who I think like, look, I disagree with him, but we can make deals. We can have serious discussions for the country. He's an adult in the room. He's trying to be a problem solver. I miss that kind of Republican. I really, I actually really miss it because I want to have constructive debate, constructive discussions. I, I don't like WWE cosplay fascism. I want to expose it on this network because large media networks want to act like what Donald Trump is saying is normal. It, it, it isn't. But I long for the days where we have adult, compassionate, intelligent conversations. And Cohen, what you said about Donald Trump there is you don't get to steal documents after you leave. Okay. That's not a that's not some hard concept, you know, yet the MAGA Republicans. All of them buy into that. Speaking of MAGA Republicans, this is Matt Gates. There is utter chaos right now in the halls of Congress as Congress returned from August recess. 
I suppose Kevin McCarthy thought, well, I'm going to appease the MAGA Republicans by launching this inquiry into President Biden, this impeachment inquiry based on nothing, based on total, utter lies, just based on saying things like the Biden brand was being sold. What are you talking about? We've read the depositions. We know what you're saying is false. If you want to show me evidence, show me evidence, but don't go say the Biden brand. Anyway, Kevin McCarthy, though, now looks weaker than ever, which is hard to imagine because he was already the weakest in the history. This is Matt Gates. I want to show you three clips, then I want to get your reaction to it, Cohen. Clip number one, Matt Gates saying that Kevin McCarthy appears to be doing an ad for low testosterone. Is this a commercial for low T? Play this clip. So all we're trying to do, it's not impeachment, nothing to do with it. It's just answer these questions. Had the president been truthful when he said he never talked to his son about business or never dealt with Burisma, never dealt with Ukraine that way, we would never do this. It's not impeachment, nothing to do with it. Congressman, the question is, one, is this an inquiry that's going towards impeachment? If so, what is the high crime or misdemeanor? And uh, is Kevin McCarthy handling this the right way this week or not? I couldn't tell if you cut away to Kevin McCarthy or a commercial for low T, uh, because yesterday's impeachment is somehow today's not impeachment. Good gracious. If we actually have to go make the case against Joe Biden, let's hope we have effective people like Jim Jordan and James Comer making the case and, and maybe turn off Kevin McCarthy's microphone for a while. By the way, Jim Jordan, James Comer, not effective, but you see the, how the chaos right there. Here's Matt Gates calling Kevin McCarthy a sad and pathetic man who lies to hold on to power. Play this clip. It's interesting to see you go to this point with the speaker. He seems to be implying that you are not doing these things for the reasons you say, but that you were requesting or perhaps through other people requesting some special handling or, or, or treatment in the ethics complaint. You're saying that's a lie tonight. That is, a, that is an abject lie from a sad and pathetic man who lies to hold on to power. He lied to get power in January when he made this agreement, and he's lying now about the basis for breach. And you know what? Eventually, the lying has to come to an end, and the votes are going to start on a motion to vacate. Uh, I certainly hope that instead of that path, the Speaker comes into compliance on term limits, balanced budgets, and single-subject spending bills. And guess what? If yep. that happens, there will be no motion to vacate, which would which would totally cut against his argument that this is somehow about an, an ethics matter of like the lies of yesteryear. Finally, this took place right when we were going live. Here's what Matt Gates had to say. Play this clip. Anu Raju. I'm concerned for the speaker that he seems to be a little rattled and unhinged in a time when we need focus and strong effort. Uh, whether or not McCarthy faces a motion to vacate is within his own hands. All he has to do is come into compliance with the... And Cohen, that was in response to Kevin McCarthy reportedly saying today, then effing file it already. If you're going to try to file to remove me, effing file it already. It's just chaos and, and, and it's embarrassing. It's, it's worse. It's worse. It's worse than chaos, to be honest here. Uh, this is a sad, sad day, even though it's the GOP making fools of themselves. They represent the people of their district. It's actually one of the reasons that I've, and I've talked about it, you know, with the brigaders about 
potentially running for Congress. I just got to get my wife and my kids on board with it because of all of the lies that were spewed about me and the attacks that were spewed about me. Uh, you know, it's it's you know they have their own version of PTSD as a result. You know, when you have so many lies thrown at you, and it, right now, I don't have that, and you know, it's scaring you know my wife, but. This stuff can't go on. We actually need people who care about their districts, who care about America, so that we can get back to the boring politics of, you know, let's worry about economics. Let's worry about the climate. Let's worry about infrastructure. Let's worry about education. Let's worry about drug prices. Let's worry about borders and immigration. Let's worry about fuel, fossil fuel use. I mean, there's so many things that we should be worrying about. Instead, we're worrying about this fucking idiot with that massive fucking forehead. By the way, Ben, you and I should figure out maybe we could rent his forehead for political beatdown and put like a sticker or something on that and use it as a fucking billboard because this walking asshole is an absolute pathetic joke of a member of Congress. The fact that he has a congressional pin it is so insulting to me as an American that the shit in McCarthy, the same thing. And who does he reference? Jim Bag Jordan, right? And you got that fucking dummy Comer. I mean, God damn it. For God's sakes already. Enough is enough. We really need to start focusing on the things that matter. I mean, other countries, even fucking Saudi Arabia, for God's sakes, or Dubai. You go into these, you know, Gulf Coast countries. Their their roads are like glass. Their airports are fantastic. Everything is new. The infrastructure is new. Here in Manhattan, you drive you drive for a week. You have to change your tires because everybody's on the side of the street. They're all popping, and it's not just here. It's in Florida too. It's all over the place. The roads are crumbling. We need to worry about so many more important things than these fucking idiots. And honestly, I have never done this before on Beatdown. I cannot assign the two-finger salute to just one person in this episode. This one goes to the whole fucking group of these maggot morons. Fuck you all on behalf of all America, including most of the GOP, not your sycophantic fools that want to give every dollar to, to Donald. I'm talking about the people that actually care about this country. Fuck you all, you bunch of assholes. Want to compare what we just Damn. saw with the MAGA Republicans, though? Like, let's let's just because, as President Biden said before, don't compare me to the Almighty. Compare me to the alternative. I saw your post, Cohen, which is like, if I agree with someone twelve times out of twelve, then there's something wrong with me. Yeah, that's Politics an Ed Koch. is. A I was just quoting Ed Koch. If you agree with me six out of twelve times, you should vote for me. You know, I don't agree with Joe Biden on everything. I don't. I, to be honest, I don't agree with myself on 12 out of 12 things. You're not supposed to. Think about if you and I or all the brigaders and you or all the brigaders and I or all of us, we all agreed on the same thing. Really? I mean, I don't think that that's ever happened in the history of the world. Look, Adam and Eve didn't agree with each other right, about whether to eat the apple or not. Nobody agrees with the other person 100% of the time. And Ed Koch was brilliant when he said, if you agree with me 12 out of 12 times, you should see a psychiatrist. So let's show that comparison. You saw Matt Gates, 
You saw Kevin McCarthy. You saw Donald Trump. Let's show you Democratic Congress member Dan Goldman, former federal prosecutor, now freshman member of Congress from New York. Play the clip. And so why are we going to spend the next few months on a bogus and sham impeachment inquiry? Because Donald Trump wants them to. And Donald Trump has been calling them and urging them to do it because he was impeached twice. One of those impeachments of Donald Trump was because he tried to extort the president of Ukraine to investigate Hunter Biden. The president of Ukraine refused. Unfortunately, House Republicans don't have the spine that President Zelensky has, and they are now doing Donald Trump's bidding. One more clip I want to show you. This is Democratic leader Hakeem Jeffries. Play the clip. And launching this illegitimate impeachment inquiry is certainly a distraction. Instead of focusing on doing the business of the American people, extreme MAGA Republicans are doing the bidding of their puppet master in chief, Donald Trump. When Donald Trump says jump, the extreme MAGA Republicans say how high. Leading the charge in this House Republican conference right now are extremists like Marjorie Taylor Greene and George Santos. They are driving the train right now and doing the bidding, of course, of Donald Trump. And it's unfortunate that we find ourselves in this situation. As both Catherine and Pete indicated, House Democrats are going to continue to partner with President Biden to make life better for everyday Americans, to grow the middle class, to build an economy from the middle out and from the bottom up, and to continue to tackle problems on behalf of the American people. And it's our hope that just a handful of responsible Republicans on the other side, instead of engaging in this malignant impeachment theater, will partner with House Democrats to get things done for everyday Americans. Get things done for everyday Americans. Is that, sure. That's the that's the role of this. This isn't how do we look like WWE cosplay fascists. No, it's how do we do things for the American people, Cohen? Yeah, look, I mean, it speaks for itself. Dan Goldman, brilliant. Hakeem Jeffries, brilliant. You know, it's it's a shame. That's the type of individuals that should be members of Congress, not the fucking assholes walking around with the pins with the AR-15s after you have mass shootings at a school, leaving dozens of children, you know, um, dead or injured, right? I mean, or people killed. I mean, these people walking around AR-15s who think that they're rough and they're tough. It is so stupid to want to sit there and start playing this MAGA mania on television because they're going to get another five, 10 minutes of airtime. It's so sad. What you want is you want the Hakeem Jeffries. You want the Jamie Raskins, the Dan Goldman's, the Congressman Moskowitz's. You want, you know, you want people like an Adam Kinzinger. The guy goes ahead and, you know, look, GOP guy, military guy, goes ahead, speaks out against the Fuhrer, Donald, and what happens? He gets shit canned. Right? The same thing with Liz Cheney. The same thing. These are level-headed people who only want to see America thrive. 
not America crush itself for the benefit of one person, for everybody to be able to succeed, for the to be able to achieve the American dream. Isn't that what we're all supposed to want? And I say, and I say to the brigaders, the answer is yes. That's exactly what we want. I don't want to see only Democrats succeed and Republicans should be on the unemployment line. No, I want all Americans to succeed. I want America to be number one in the world in everything. All right. Unfortunately, we're not. And we're not because you have people like Jim Begg Jordan and Marjorie Toilet Green and Matt Gates, and you have, you know, the rest of them, the Comers of the world. I mean, this is a joke. And the fact, again, I'm, I, it irritates me to no end that these people have congressional pins, that they have health coverage for the rest of their lives, even if they're like a George Santos. He's a one, he'll be a one termer. He's going to get a pension and insurance. Government insurance, I think, for good, forever. And so does his family. Yeah, I mean, this is so stupid. Instead, what do we have? We have somebody like Joe Biden that's out there fighting to reduce health care and, and, and costs of prescription drugs that people need. And yet, what do they do? They attack him on every single thing that he does and says. And I'll tell you one last thing. This whole thing with this indictment with Hunter Biden, I mean, Look, if in fact that there is a crime there um, and that he was getting special treatment, which by the way, he was not, then yes, they should open an investigation into it. But right now, what they are doing is they have weaponized, and I wrote this in my book, Revenge, they have weaponized the Justice Department to go against their enemies. And that's exactly what they're doing. They know they can't get to um, Joe Biden. They So instead what they do, no different than like what they did with me, they threatened and they went after, you know, they were threatened to go after my wife. In this case, they, you know, they decided they would go against Hunter Biden in order to get to Joe Biden. This is the pure example of the weaponization of the Justice Department. And the fact that they're able to get away with it is a disgrace. Cohen, they charged Hunter Biden with a gun possession charge. The, just, just frame that for a second. The MAGA Republicans said that the possession of a firearm, by the way, this is the exact type of law that MAGA Republicans are purportedly fighting against its existence. And they're using a gun possession while under the influence of narcotics charge against Hunter Biden that one court court of appeals has already found unconstitutional if you want to see their hypocrisy just think about that you've got MAGA republicans frolicking around congress like freaking morons with ar-15 pins saying that you should be running around with ar-15s wherever which is horrific and the one thing that they do to hunter biden is a gun charge Wow. Anyway, we will be following that. But to 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 your point, if 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 a law has been violated, we want to see people held accountable. Doesn't mean I'm not going to point out the hypocrisy there, though. Lots of people want to meet you, Michael Cohen. I'm seeing that throughout the chat. So this beatdown club is a really cool way. If you've ever wanted to meet Michael Cohen, granted virtually for now, we'll come up with some times where the Beatdown Club can meet in person as well, and all the brigaders can meet in person. But if you want to meet Michael Cohen, join the Beatdown Club. 
after this show, we do our after show. We're going to do the after show today on Michael Cohen's early law career. The other one that's already loaded is why Michael Cohen went to law school, and he posted photographs about his inspiration, including his grandma, about why he went to law school. Great stories Cohen is telling us. So if you want to meet Michael Cohen, go to patreon.com slash political beatdown, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash political beatdown. Become a member. In the next half hour or so, we're going to drop the after show. We're going to record it right now as soon as this ends, where I'll be asking Michael Cohen questions about uh, his early law years. And just so you know, we don't have outside investors here on the Midas Touch Network or Political Beatdown. So we try to come up with fun ways to try to grow this platform as we turn away investors to make sure that this remains 100% independent, which is the way I like to run it. So go to patreon.com slash political beat down, become a member and get ready to meet Michael Cohen next week when we do our live chat, our live Zoom, patreon.com slash political beatdown. Also check out Michael Cohen's book, Revenge, wherever books and audio books are sold. How Donald Trump weaponized the U.S. Department of Justice against his critics. Again, the book is called Revenge. So important to read that book now. It will inform a lot about how these Republican and Trump tactics are executed. Thank you so much for watching this. You know, Patreon. Hey, before, before we let our brigades go, I do also actually just want to plug something really quick. I was just asked to speak on October 11th. So my October is really kind of filling up quickly at Cooper Union NYC. And from what I understand, another one of the guest speakers is going to be De Niro. Uh, another one is going to be Jamie Raskin. There's a whole slew, I think um, about a dozen or so speakers, but they asked me to be one of the key speakers on that as well on October 11th. And it's called, yeah, Cooper Union NYC. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to it. I wanted to make it almost into a comedy routine, but it's going to be more sitting down with journalists and having uh you know, open, frank conversations with uh, those in attendance. So, you know, October's filling up real fast. Cohen, busy, busy man. Appreciate you. I, I really love doing the show with you in the brigade. Like, I don't know if people see the smile on my face because this is like the best time. When I spend time with you, when I spend time with the beatdown brigaders, all of you watching, just brings me joy. And I hope we bring a little bit of joy in your life as well. I'll see you next time on Political Beatdown. Let's keep fighting for our democracy. Shout out to the Midas Mighty.